Hola mi gente, welcome back to Hapa Talk. This is your host Jasmine Luchis and you're now listening to season four. This month we'll be celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. What is that? It's a celebration that was created to recognize the positive impact that Hispanic Americans have left. So the people that we will be highlighting this month have been such a positive impact for the next generation to come and I can't wait to share their stories with you all. Hola, mi gente. Welcome back to Hepa Talk. Today, we have a special guest, really a woman in her own league, Carolina Teague. So I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself. Hi, I'm Carolina. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you. Um, I recently have seen that you truly have been a woman in your own league literally and I don't think it's just your you know uh your podcast name it's literally represents you to the T um you being in sports I kind of wanted to get into that can you tell me a little bit of how you started your career in sports yeah so um ever since I was little I was always into sports heavily um I was a kid I grew up on the south side of Chicago and I enjoyed watching the 90s bulls religiously um there was a lot of crime in the south side growing up my neighbor's house is always getting broken into my uh elementary school had graffiti and all that good stuff so our escape uh as kids from all this stuff going on in the south side was well for me was watching the bulls they were successful in the 90s so that whole run in 96 97 98 every game i would watch it like clockwork and that really instilled in me, uh, you know, the values that kind of Michael Jordan had, which was, if you want to be successful, you got to work hard. And even if you fail, you got to pick yourself back up. And that's, you know, what creates greatness. So I really looked up to that team uh, when, when it came to like inspiration as far as you know, perseverance and things like that. So um, then I moved to San Antonio in 1999 and the Spurs started to win and they had their dynasty and so I feel like you know I brought the good luck with me uh for championships <laughs> when I moved over to San Antonio and so then I started seeing the Spurs being successful um and then I started keeping up with football I got into football heavily during the 2000s I was into the Chicago Bears I started I don't know I've always been into sports but I never thought it was a career that I would get into until one day I saw an ad on social media. I was Facebook stalking somebody and I saw an ad for uh, the Rock the Mic Challenge for ESPN San Antonio uh, in 2017. And my grandmother was uh, had, a Tejano, had a Tejano sports radio show in the Valley. She was number one for 30 years and she had a just an amazing voice. And I remember she... Um, every now and then when I go visit, she would take me to the radio station and I, she would some she would let me on air maybe once or twice, but I would watch her work and I just loved radio and I always kept up with, you know, radio shows and podcasting. And so I felt like when I saw this ad for the competition that I could win it. <laughs> so it was about an hour before the competition uh, cut off time before you could try out and I made it to the cutoff. I was one of the last people to try out. And I ended up winning the competition. I beat over 150 people for my spot. And that is how I got started in my sports career was winning that competition at ESPN San Antonio in 2017. That is so awesome. What are the odds, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like um, 
just to kind of touch base on growing up and seeing your grandmother in the radio station, was that something that you ever thought, like, I want to grow up and do that? Yeah, I did. I even told her I wanted to do that because I loved it. I just saw her having a good time and her voice was really captivating to me and intriguing. It still is to this day. Like I can listen to my grandma talk all day. Maybe that's why she was number one for so long. Um, and I told her I wanted to do that. And she said, you know, we had, there's no money in, in radio and she's not lying. There is no money. Um, but that really kind of deterred me a little bit and not in a bad way. You know, my grandmother was looking out for me. She wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer or something where I was rich. You know, she wanted to be super well off. Um, so I kind of went down a different path. I was in banking for a while and, um, just didn't think that being in radio or being in sports was even a thing. And then it just kind of, you know, uh, it just kind of happened. It was like, uh, my plan was written for me and, you know, I, I, I fully embrace it. That that is really amazing. Yeah. I'm sure you get told all this all the time also, but I always find your voice very captivating as mm-hmm. well. When I see your <laughs> interviews and the way you are able to ask questions and interview people, like I honestly find inspiration sometimes in some of your work. Have you ever had anybody tell you that you have inspired them and pushed them to start their career as well? Yeah, people tell me that all the time. And, and I feel like it's weird, because I just never thought I would be someone's inspiration to start that stuff. Uh, but I think that's, that's a good thing, because uh, representation matters. I was the first Latina in San Antonio to have a sports radio show. And I don't think if, you know, I would have been there doing that, then people who look like me uh, would be inspired by that. And um, we all draw different inspirations from different, you know, people, different walks of life. But just to have, you know, my path and my career as something that people who are younger, like I've spoken at universities before that they want to do and they see me as somebody as that they would like to, you know, go into that direction. That's all that matters to me is inspiring people and just being a positive uh, let's outlook for other especially minorities and young students I mean that's all I could ever ask for so I'm just really humbled and I'm honestly really grateful um, that people even you know say those things to me it's 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 shocking yes well I'm sure that you inspire so many people that you don't even know have found inspiration in in Mm -hmm. what you do and in in your voice and just like you said the the representation now because you are a Latina and a woman in sports, what difficulties have you faced in your industry? Um, I've experienced, a, you know, anything that you could imagine and then some, you know, I've been through it. Um, I've been through a lot of pain, heartache. I've cried a lot of tears and, um, but I, I don't think I'm the only person, you know, I know people of all walks of life have experienced their own hardships. Um, but for me, you know, I have been told things that are hurtful um, because I think, you know, I've made it a point to um, be told that I want to speak in English and sports because I don't know Spanish. I'm a no sabo kid, so I don't know Spanish fluently. I do understand it. But, you know, for people to say, you know, why don't you go down the Telemundo route? I mean, that's exactly what a lot of people tell me is like, why don't you try Telemundo? Why don't you try Univision? 
but I don't know Spanish. So, and it's not like I don't want to learn. I, I definitely understand Spanish, but my native tongue is English. And just because I'm Hispanic, I feel like I still have a right to be able to talk English if I want to. That's been a hardship for me because I could easily, you know, go down that path. And I love all and my friends. Shout out to all my friends at Telemundo. I love them. But you know, Univisto, they're all cool. I love them to death. And it's, it's not a knock to them. They're, they're dual language. They're incredible. But I feel like just because, you know, we're Hispanics, that doesn't mean we have to be in that space. I mean, I feel like it's easy to just write us off and tell us to go to Telemundo and Univision. But for some reason, I like to take the hard path in life and I want to talk English. So that has always been a struggle for me is people having to look at me as not just somebody who is, you know, there to speak Spanish now I am Latina and I embrace the culture a hundred percent, but I should be able to talk English like everybody else does. Absolutely. I think that it's very important that you stand your ground when it comes to that, because it is true. Uh, I feel like if they were just to write you off and kind of, and again, like you said, not to discredit, you know, um, you know, anchors or anything in the, all the- my, all my dogs at Telemundo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. them too, they're, they're giving us space and we're taking up space in that realm as well. But the fact that you are able to be like, no, I, I belong here. This is this is where I'm going to be and this is where I'm going to stay is very powerful. Um, Now, just to kind of talk a little bit about that. Uh, I know that you have been um featured and done things for um ESPN Las Vegas you've done um what other one if I'm not mistaken it was Houston too yeah so in those roles what does it feel like for you being there and 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 being able to be interviewing some of the most important people in sports you know what you know people always ask me that and for me I don't know. It just, it feels surreal. First of all, like if I look back when people read me the list, like I, I went on a podcast last week and people read a list of the people I interviewed and it's a pretty good list, but as I'm doing it, I don't feel successful and I don't feel like I'm doing this huge thing. I feel like I'm just uh, telling someone's story and I feel like I'm just working hard and being in the, the spaces that I need to be in and making things happen. Um, so it's cool in a sense, because like I said, I think the most important thing that I get from it is just somebody who looks like me, they have, they can see that they can also do this too. I think that's the best part about it. It's not necessarily that I'm interviewing these big celebrities or big athletes. Um, and those things are awesome. I think it's more so like we can all, we can all do this if we really work hard enough is kind of what I like to think about it as. Let me ask you, do you ever find yourself in those spaces and do you ever get that voice, that inner voice that some people get that tells you like, you don't, you shouldn't be here. You're not good enough. You, how do you overcome that voice? <laughs> if you do? Uh, um, yeah, I do actually hear that voice. Like the whole way there, the whole way back afterwards, everything. <laughs> um, but I have to just ignore it and kind of just like the heel toe stomp it to the ground and just I feel like it's kind of like a band-aid. 
and that's kind of how I envisioned it. Like I just need to rip the bandaid off. If you get a no, you get a no. If you get a yes, you get a yes. I've gotten hundreds of no's and I've gotten a lot of yeses too. So you just got to shoot your shot. And like Michael Jordan says, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So that's kind of how I see it. Like it's now or never. I I'm, I love that. The fact that you're able to really take in um, just that power from what you love sports and, and get that inspiration from different players and in different sports and really implicate it into your life. What are one of the big accomplishments that you have been able to achieve in your career so far? I think, you know, a lot of people ask me that and I've interviewed some amazing athletes um, and some personalities. I think some that have blown me away is like Dana White, Shannon Sharp, uh, Summer Sanders, who is an actual GOAT. She was one of the people that I looked up to growing up being a TV journalist. She was on Nickelodeon. She was on Nickelodeon. That's why I was a kid watching her. And she was also on NBA Inside Stuff. And she's also a gold medal Olympic athlete for swimming and she's just incredible um so those were all amazing amazing people I got an interview I've got to interview Sean Elliott Joy Taylor um who I also draw huge inspiration from um so there's been incredible women and men that I've interviewed but I think the ones that stand out to me the most surprisingly would be um, Mario Barrios from San Antonio and Joshua Franco. I saw Joshua Franco this past weekend and I even told him because I don't even think he knows, but, and I always say this to people, when I first started in this industry, I couldn't interview anybody. Um, when I won the competition, uh, I was the only female who won the competition. There were six years in a row. I was the only woman who won. And the men would, uh, they all got to be a part of a show. I never was part of a show. I always wanted to be a host on the show. And that's kind of what drew, you know, my drive to create my own show, The Sports Dime with Rudy Campos um, at 930 and break barriers in that sense. But before all that, I, you know, wanted, I was supposed to be the boxing girl. I wanted to interview um, big time boxers like Jesse James Leha and all those stuff. And I, I couldn't, I would, I wasn't able to, cause I quote unquote, wasn't ready, totally understandable. So I had to do my own research and do my own homework on who I would think would be, you know, great to interview in the city. So the very first person I ever asked to interview was Brown Nevadas, the tattoo artist who was also a boxer. And I was really nervous to ask him because I thought I would get a note. Surprisingly, he said yes. And I interviewed him. And I think he has a great personality. He's really funny. And he um, but was kind enough to extend his voice because he had a way bigger name than me. And he still does if you look at his following, I guess. Right. But, you know, he had a but that kind of gave me the inspiration to keep going and do my homework on more boxers. So then I found out about Mario and Joshua and they were not champions at the time so I had brought them into the ESPN studios I asked if I can interview them they both said yes and I interviewed Mario and I said I you know I think he's gonna be a champion one day or something like that and Joshua too he had just come off of his first loss when I first interviewed him and I also thought he would be a champion even though he had just came off his first loss and then fast forward like a year or two later, and they actually become world champions. So that those are like some of the few boxers I interviewed. And 
seeing them come full circle and become world champions in the future, that was a full circle moment for me. And that just kind of told me that my intuition and where I was going was in the right direction. And, you know, because I always doubted myself. People always said I didn't know what I was talking about. I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't good enough to be in that space. But for me to see the vision and see the potential in somebody like Mario Barrios and Joshua Franco and seeing it come full circle and then becoming world champions, that to me is going to stand out to me more than anything. So those are the two people that I would say, like, to this day, I'm like, I cannot believe that I, you know, had that vision that they were going to be great. And they are. And when you think about San Antonio, and you think about world champions, those are the him, you know, Joshua and Mario are some of the first people you think about and then bam, too. So it, it was those are the two that I would say were my favorite. That's, that's so awesome to be to be able to experience that. And because they are from San Antonio to be able to fully see their career take off and be like I was there at the very beginning to to see that unfold is is a big accomplishment now Carolina I think that um because you know you experience these things in life what are one of the things that you would say to somebody that's finding themselves in the same space doubting themselves in whatever career they're they're in what advice would you give them to push through um I would say keep going because if you don't have haters you're not popping and I never believed that same but it seemed like when I was doing nothing when my career nobody cared but as soon as I would do something great it seemed like all the haters started to come out (laughs) (laughs) so um but I would say also don't even worry about them too. If you have a laser focus, focus vision and you know exactly what your niche is, don't ever doubt yourself. You know, like I said, at the time I had interviewed Mario and Joshua, I had zero confidence, even though I won the competition. I had zero self-esteem when it came to talking sports, even though I knew my sports. I had zero confidence because I had been torn down by so many people. Um in my journey and if I would have just looked back if I if my future self could tell me to look back is don't ever doubt your intuition and don't ever doubt your voice I think that's the most important thing is follow your gut yes I love that I'm, I'm gonna take that into my own into my own experiences because I know sometimes I I catch myself you know holding myself back and I you know just to see that you're able to push through it it, it it helps other people see like it is possible. You just got to keep at it. Now, Carolina, one of the things that I like to ask people is who do they find inspiration in? So who inspires you the most? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I would say um, my grandma, Um, she's the OG. So she inspired me to be in this field to begin with, they're just in radio. And um, there's so many people. It's not just one person. It's my parents. It's my kids. It's the 90s Bulls. It's Jordan, like athletes that never even met me a day in their life. Dennis Rodman. And it's women in sports like Joy Taylor, Jamel Hill, people who are iconic pioneers in this field. 
those are people that I really draw inspiration from. Stephen A. Smith, you know, all those people are people that I look up to tremendously because, and I read their books. I, you know, draw inspiration from them. Those are the people I look up to. That's awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to look into some of those people because I will admit, girl, I have no idea about sports. I like watching. Them, <laughs> hey. <I don't> <laughs> okay. It's okay. Um, Not everybody does. And that's the good thing is that you have people like me, like a lot of girls don't like sports. So you can always call us and ask us. And that's one of the things like my demographic is prim- primarily men. But I like to tell women like I do like to talk about girly stuff. I like to talk about relationships and incorporate them into the podcast. I like to add like a feminine element, not because I have to have a girl element, but it's because I am a girl. So mm-hmm. when I talk about sports, I don't talk about it from an analytical perspective, which I do sometimes, but it's more from an emotional perspective. And I feel like if you're a woman who isn't into sports, you can more relate um, when it comes to like an emotional level. Um, Not saying we're emotional, but I'm just saying like, I think those aspects are very important. And I feel like when men talk about sports, they tend to forget about that part. And I feel like that's where women thrive in this space is when we talk about, you know, the, the emotional aspect of being an athlete. Yes. Now, just to touch on that, let's talk a little bit about your podcast and about your show. Now, I know you did mention that the, you weren't given that opportunity when you um won your competition. So what made you really push to have your own show? Yeah. So when I first won Rock the Mic in 2017, um, I never, you know, was able to be on a show and, you know, there was an old program director who, where I won the competition from, a new program director came in. There wasn't enough space for me to be on a show. Completely understandable. Um, there's not a lot of money on radio, so I understand that. And um, But I did have a chip on my shoulder because the person before me was able to be on the show. The person after me was. The person after that. The person after that. The person after that was, right? So so I, I was like, no, like, I also, you know, want to be on a show. I went to the ticket. 760 and um uh, the more popular me and my producer guiling got on the ticket 760 um uh, the more hate we got and people were creating fake emails and all that stuff and um creating fake accounts writing the station trying to get us kicked off and they were very successful in that we ended up getting quote unquote kicked off the ticket supposedly and you know i thought my career in radio was done uh, we started the sports time and at the sports time, that's when everything started to, you know, grow bigger for me because I started bringing on people that a lot of the people at the sports stations weren't even bringing on. Keldon Johnson came to the show at the sports time first um, and Derek White came on my show. Like it wasn't just like I, you know, waltzed into this career I worked really hard for it so I think I proved myself at that point that I wanted to be on a show I got invited to go back to uh, ESPN San Antonio which is now rebranded as the San Antonio Sports Star and I was told that I would be on so I would be on air I was going to be on air uh, for allegedly like an hour a week or whatever and then they told me they were going to give me a show so I was finally going to get my show I was really excited um, and I was going to get a show with another woman um, there and I love her shout out to the other woman there her name's Katie and we were going to get a show together but once again uh, they decided to go in a different direction and I wasn't going to have a show so at that point I had a conversation with um, 
the the main person and I just kind of told him like this is the second time like this is the second time I don't even think you realize like you told me I was gonna have a show and I'm not like I, I don't have a voice what am I gonna do and that was kind of the birth of League of Our Own because I wanted to and Guylin of course my good friend my producer and I call him my radio husband he was like he created his own studio um, because him getting kicked off the ticket inspired him to create his own studio and that's how League of Our Own came to be and now I do the show every week and and I love it that's that's amazing the fact that you were able to create something for your own and now it's them not giving you an opportunity it's like you you're able to um do it for yourself and one of the things that I always love to say and one of my favorite quotes if, is if you're not invited to the table make your own table and I think you definitely um mimic not mimic um but you definitely project that because you know it it kind of is I'm sure a sucky feeling to be knowing that everybody before you after you was able to give that opportunity get that opportunity and you weren't and I'm glad that you were able to put your on your own show and I've heard some of the episodes and I'm like heck yeah like that's that's awesome that you are able to talk about sports and like you said you do touch more on a, the emotional side of sports which is cool because I feel like even though I don't work, watch sports and I don't really get it um, I watch some of your episodes and I'm able to relate to the player more because I'm like, oh, okay, that I get that or um, things like that. Yeah, now, and it was, it was um, like like the whole like make your own table. Honestly, that was more of a Guylin thing. Um, he was the one who was like, uh, we're gonna. I'm creating a space, so when you're ready, you come over here. And I was like, I didn't see that part and then you know he kind of had to open my eyes to that and you know we talk about it now to this day and he's like the best part about this is that you can say whatever you want to say mm -hmm. and they cannot kick you off because that's what they used to do to us we wouldn't curse we wouldn't um we wouldn't curse we wouldn't you know do anything that would is kick off worthy you know what I mean yeah. um But it was just like we were talking about things from an angle that they could not understand. Guylin would talk about things from a black man's perspective. I would talk, we would talk about things from a minority's perspective. And that just isn't something that according is something that they that didn't fit their brand. Mm -hmm. And so now we have our own brand and now we say what we want as professionally as we can. We still talk sports, you know, in a professional manner, but the best part is they can't silence our voice. And that's the beauty of making your own table is that they can, you can't have your voice silenced and you can say whatever you want and trust and believe there have been times where I have been very vocal about my feelings and uh, you can't stop me. So it is what it is. Yes. And I think that's, that's very important in, in, in any space right to be able to really voice what you feel and what you think and being a woman in sports and being a woman in general in radio and in you know the podcast world and and anything being able to have a voice and and say what you think is very important so I'm I'm extremely happy to be a woman and be able to see you do it um now one of the things that I always 
ask people, because I know you have children, what is one thing that you wish your children can take from you? Oh, I want my children to not get pregnant and get a girl pregnant. I have two boys. I don't want them to get a girl pregnant. That's my main thing. I don't want them to be in jail. Uh, that's my main thing. No face tattoos. Um, those are my only three rules. Uh, no face tattoos, no jail, no pregnancies. And if you can do all those three, then all I care about is that you're happy. I just want my kids to be happy. I don't have high, I don't have expectations for them. I don't want them to do um, anything they don't want them to do. I just want them to be happy because I think sometimes people forget that we can be doing all of this stuff and we could be unhappy. You know, people always say to me that you're successful, you're this and that, but there's been times where I cry myself to sleep at night. I'm not happy. So is it really worth things if you're not happy? No. So if you do something, make sure you love it and make sure you're happy. That's all that really matters at the end of the day. Yes, I I definitely agree with you on that. What is one life lesson so far that you've learned that you would want somebody else to learn from? I think it's, it goes back to like, listen to your intuition and follow your heart and follow your gut. I Every single time I have not followed my intuition, I have ended up getting hurt or burned or, you know, gone down a different route that I that is not in my best interest I think when your gut tells you something make sure you follow it because your gut is always going to have the best interest now if you have a gut and it leads you to the wrong road then maybe you shouldn't listen to it but if you know for sure that your gut is leading you down the right path that's the advice I would give is follow your gut always in your heart yes I I love that I I definitely feel like um, you everybody that's listening you know take that in and really do follow your gut and and follow your intuition and make sure that you guys are always putting yourselves for first and pushing to you know achieve the things that you want to now Carolina what is what is something that you see yourself in your career five years from now what do you see yourself doing I want to be a ring announcer for a big time production. So I want to do ring announcing for the AEW or the WWE or boxing for Showtime. I want to be a part of productions on big time combat sports, whether it's UFC or whatever. I don't care. I want to be in those in those fields. Those are the fields where I'm accepted the most. And I want to be working and making a living doing what I love yes and and it's gonna happen we're gonna manifest that for you yeah we are we're gonna manifest that I really want to manifest that I want to be a ring announcer for the WWE or the AEW I I will I will be manifesting that with you because I can see you doing it as well so I just want to thank you so much for joining me and I know that um you know being a woman in general in a male dominant primarily industry is hard and just to see you it truly is an inspiration uh, and I'm sure you hear it all the time but I'm gonna tell you again because you really are an inspiration to us women that are trying to take space in fields that you know you probably wouldn't 
picture us being in and just to hear your voice just to hear your perspective on sports on on different topics like I love it I love watching you and it was such an honor to have you and and get to talk to you and and hear you know your journey and everything um where can people connect with you where can they um find you on social media Yes. Um. So first of all, I want to uh, thank you for having me on. And I do want to say I enjoy your work and, you know, giving Latinas and other Latinos a space to have a conversation and tell their story is also just as inspiring. And these type of podcasts are the ones that I live for the most um, because uh, it tells our stories and we all have different we all come from the same background, but we all have different life experience and different journeys. So just keep doing what you're doing. And I'm just really uh, thankful for the opportunity. And I'm really also proud of your work as well. So I love uh, watching, you know, your episodes come out and your uh, posts. Uh, they're also, they just make me happy. So um, thank you for your time. And you can find me on TikTok at Carolina Teague Sports. You can find me at uh, Instagram and t- Twitter at Carolina Teague underscore and I'm going to be at River City Wrestling ring announcing <laughs> I thought it was this Saturday but it's actually next Saturday September 16th I'm also at Sabotage Wrestling in Austin and I'm going to make my debut in Dallas in October at the end of October for the DFW All Pro Wrestling and also um, I'll, you'll see me around at combat sports events if you guys ever decide to show up to one um, so I'm everywhere and um, you can also find me on social media. I'm covering, you know, a lot of stuff. So fingers crossed to another successful Spurs season. I'm really excited about it. Yes, I can't wait to see all of those things. And I'll have all the links down below on where you guys can follow Carolina and connect with her. And again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Do you want to continue supporting our podcast? The best way to do that is if you can please follow us at Have a Talk on Instagram and on Facebook. You can find our podcast streaming on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. To continue to help us grow, please consider sharing our podcast with everybody you know. Leave a review, make sure you subscribe, and I can't wait to continue sharing stories with you all.